Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and today I have a guest with us. Her name's Rakufet Ayakobi from. Uh, today we're going to be discussing a lot of different things. Uh, she's the uh, owner of a company called Maple. And before getting into Maple, Rakufet, uh, would you like to share with us a little bit about your journey, like how uh, you were raised and so forth, all the way up coming to where you are today um, as the uh, uh, executive and officer of a company called Maple, so people could get to know more about you? Yeah, for sure. So hi, everybody, and uh, super happy to be here, Leonard. Thank you so much for inviting me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my journey. Um, first, I'm located in Israel. <laughs> this is where I was born uh, and raised. Uh, I was raised into a family uh, of, I would say, an entrepreneur, <laughs> which kind of led me to to understand I can basically choose a lot of things to do in my life and uh, you know, if I do it right, I'll, I'll be successful. Uh, so I kind of grew up with that feeling uh, that I can just, you know, practically choose whether I want to be a lawyer or uh, I, you know, it was a long time that I uh, thought I would be uh, a vet. And, you know, this, this, this was kind of my dream for a long time. Uh, and I kind of played around with a lot of things from playing basketball <laughs> to playing the violin uh, to really try a lot of things uh, as a kid as well. Um, And, yeah, I think uh, my journey took me to a lot of uh, crises eventually because because of those uh, choices as well as a teenager. What kind of crises crises did you encounter? Yeah, I guess that, you know, once you go through this feeling of, yeah, I can just do whatever I want to and... Uh, there is you know, eventually no really one guidance into, yeah, you should do that or you should do that. Uh, so the kind of the search of so who, who am I actually <laughs> and what's so special about me, um, I think it really hit me when I was a teenager. Uh, and I took it to the extreme. <laughs> I really tried things uh, which were a little bit more extreme than the, the usual uh, teenage uh, journey, or not? You know, a lot of, it, it happens to a lot of people. Uh, but I really try to feel and really understand. Um, you know, what do I feel if 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 everything is possible? So what's the essence, right? Yeah. So I wanted to feel things, um, and you know, I took it to you know a lot of places, and uh, some some were harder. Um, but I think uh, it was a good thing that happened to me uh, because eventually I I really learned how to start understanding uh, who I am and to start lo- loving it and to understand there is something there that uh, I can enjoy the journey instead of trying to search for one solution or one answer. And I, I guess this, at this point, I started really understanding that I just need to focus and do things right and, you know, things will uh, be okay. 
Yeah, like life's a really tough thing to really figure out. And sometimes we really wanted to go out there and maybe change things about us. But then the more true to who we are, the uh, closer to the right path we're on. And I think a lot of people like try to go out there and try to figure out different ways to be different and so forth. But then the reality of the matter is the closer you are and the more in sync you are to who you truly were when you were growing up, the higher probability of success there is for you. Uh, yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And But it's sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of times it's confusing uh, because uh, from one hand, you know, I remember I wanted to be very much of a spiritual person. <laughs> I wanted to think of myself like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, the I would say the intellectual part of me was always kind of more dominant and more kind of out there. Uh, and I, I fought it instead of, you know, embracing it and saying, yeah, that's me. Uh, and I'm not, you know, the most spiritual and, you know, kind of friendly person as I, you know, felt at that point, of course. Um, and it's okay. It's okay that it's like that and just, you know, embrace it and, and go with it. And once I did, I did find those, you know, places where I, I thought I was lacking in, you know. Yeah. So what did that career journey look like? I know you started Maple and it's doing extremely well, but before that, what what did it kind of look like to get to there? Yeah, so I, I was a consultant for more than eight years uh, in like big strategic cons consulting firms. Uh, this was uh, my, I would say this, the, the first, you know, Serious steps for me, and you know, in my career life. Before that, I was a tour guide, by the way, <laughs> when I was a oh, student. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was a tour guide. I used to guide tours coming into Israel from the U.S. and from the U.K. <laughs> that was <have> fun. Uh, <laughs> this was a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and then I I understood that I I'm really good with giving advice, <laughs> uh, and I love business. And I love marketing, uh, so I, I went and, you know, uh, started being consultant in big consulting firms, and it was super exciting because, you know, suddenly from a student uh, that used to guide tours a second ago, I, you know, I sat around the table of, you know, board meetings and with you know, CEOs of large corporates, uh, you know, showing them my analysis on their organization, and it was a really, really empowering uh, role, I would say, and I learned so much um, from, you know, it was a lot of years. I, I, you know, I went through a journey through that career path as well. Uh, but uh, I would say it was the best business school ever. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, for I, me, I, anyway. Yeah, I bet. I know a lot of consultants, and what they tell me about what they learn from their type of work, it's uh, very enlightening and so forth, because you kind of get to know the ins and outs of how a business operates, and you get to be one of the people out there going out there and sharing your expertise with others, and uh, it seems pretty empowering, and I'm glad that you were able to uh, partake in that type of journey for your career path. Yeah, yeah, and it was, you know, it was super exciting because one one day you can go and be in a factory that, you know, sells parts to the car industry, <laughs> uh, and the other, you know, day after you're going to this, you know, food and drinks company that's super uh, focused on their brand, talking about their marketing strategy. Um, so it was very, you know, you really get getting to know a lot of industries, a lot of types of organizations, of managers, of management, and you kind of see everything from 
without being inside the picture. So a lot of times you see more, I would say. Uh, so from understanding how people, you know, behave in organizations, the habits that are kind of being formed um, with different managers, um, and, you know, obviously the strategies in the industries, which are, you know, fascinating. And for me, I really took the path of focusing on their customers always. For me, they were my customers, but eventually I always loved looking at the customer journey uh, and helping them being more customer focused, understanding their customers, running research on their customers, for them to understand what's their motivations, what's their barriers, what makes them buy, what, you know, what's the, their decision making journey before they even think of, you know, buying or, you know, even think of exploring, exploring their uh, field. Uh, and this was one of the most fascinating uh, places where I started focusing more and more throughout my career as a consultant. And this it's also brought me more into the marketing, you know, part of the strategy rather than, uh, you know, the pure uh, business strategy. Yeah, I can see that, especially if you're finding a deep interest for customers and so forth, and you're feeling a, a sense of connection with them, and you're feeling as if their customers are your own customers. It only makes sense for you to kind of move in the market, marketing direction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, eventually, marketing is kind of the science of uh, persuasion. <laughs> um, and and also, you know, creating those experiences. I touched on not only marketing, a lot of times it was also helping, you know, any service teams or sales teams to really communicate uh, what, you know, and, and really understand, you know, their customers better in order to, for them to serve them better or to to go through that, you know, onboarding process with them better. Um, and it's still, you know, I still love this part the most, also when I'm in Maple. Uh, so right now I'm, I'm, I'm CMO at Maple. Um, I, and, you know, I'm focusing on marketing. Uh, but for me, I'm always, you know, drawn to this, talking about the customer journey, talking about not a funnel, but, a, you know, a customer journey that is, you know, one journey across departments instead of saying, hey, so marketing, you know, they bring the leads, then sales are handling the leads, then they sell them, they, they close the deal, customer success are taking it from here. Uh, I really, really don't like that approach. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's wrong. Uh, and there is always someone that needs to be the customer advocate within the organization. Um, and this is this is still the place where my passion is, and you know, when I'm in, I'm in Maple, and you know, we built Maple out of that, out of that passion as well. Uh, so I actually joined Maple uh, a little bit after it was uh, founded uh, by uh, Omer and Alon, which are the two founders of uh, Maple. I joined uh, a little bit after it, it was founded, right at the beginning, before we even you know started uh, going out and before we had a real product to show out there. And it was all based on the pain points of customers, eventually of our customers. Um, and this is this is where we started forming Maple from the deep understanding of how brands are feeling when you know they need to run their marketing, when they need to grow as a business. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you, you mentioned how you moved from being a consultant at this large place. 
where you worked with a <laughs> yeah. lot of different large companies. What was the what was the decision making process to go from something that large, where you're working with uh, places that are like huge as your clients and so forth, to moving into a small brand new company? What was like the thought process behind that? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> So I guess, you know, I I felt like, hey, I, it, it came to a point where I felt like if I'm going to continue with that, I'm just going to grow old within <laughs> within my my role. And I'm not that kind of person. And in some sense, it was like, um, it was the consulting part of my life was kind of a step where I saw it as, you know, a learning step. Um I I never thought I would be a consultant for the rest of my life uh, because I just need I, I had this urge to do things you know hands on right at some point when being a consultant as well in the last year actually so I also built like a CMO as a service um, activity within my consulting firm because I kind of felt okay just <laughs> let me do that okay um, you know I built a strategy everything looks beautiful just don't mess, mess it up let me just step in I'll make it then um, <laughs> and it <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice that, yeah that's a lot of initiative to kind of go out and do that but one of the things that I kind of see is you had this nice stable comfy position and then you're moving into something brand new did you feel a sense that uh, you might not get paid that things might not work that uh, things wouldn't go as smoothly as possible or has it just been like smooth sailing ever since you hopped on because I mean that's a pretty risky move to move from something as stable as what you were doing to hopping out off into becoming a CMO of a brand new company right when your two founders just started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was risky, I guess. Um, but uh, I felt I'm I'm ready for it, and I, you know, I really took the risk. You know, we I cut the, my salary by I don't know how much. <laughs> really, there were times where we really uh, didn't pay ourselves too much. Um, but it it brought. The life, you know, back into <laughs> into my life, I would say, um, and I needed that adrenaline, and I needed to feel I'm doing something which is meaningful. And I, I in some in some way, you know, sense I, I just I couldn't just you know go to another company, analyze it, build a strategy. I love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but uh, it wasn't like nothing was kind of part of my blood. I need to to I wanted to be all in. Uh, and as a consultant, you can't be all in. Uh, and I felt I have, you know, I gained so much knowledge. And during the years, I really kind of developed and formed, you know, the way marketing should be and the way organizations should be. And I just wanted to do it already. And, um, yeah, I guess in, in my personal life, actually, it, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, um, once I, you know, I decided to move away from my uh, past uh, position as a consultant, uh, like, I don't know, two weeks before I uh, met uh, um, Maple, which was mm -hmm. Maple. We had another name back then. <laughs> um, and they actually, you know, when uh, a guy named, named Daniel, he used to work uh, in Maple um, and also uh, used to uh, study with me in university, in college. 
So he called me because he knew I'm a consultant and he said, hey, you know, we have this startup and I really need help with, you know, fighting first clients. Uh, can you hook us up with some people? Uh, and then, I, yeah, I, I told him, yeah, for sure. Let me just run this introduction just for you to know I'm kind of living here. I, I need I need something new. I, <laughs> I didn't decide to go to a store just yet. Yeah, I, I just felt I need something new. And I already kind of made this, this decision with myself. Um, and, you know, we met, and I think it took us two or three weeks and, and I joined Maple. Uh, and at the same, at the same time, actually, I also did a lot of change in my personal life. I just, you know, it was kind of a phase, I guess. Uh, you know, we, we used to live in a, a nice apartment, uh, you know, everything's nice with a small garden, uh, uh, but I felt like I want to do something else and I want to have something, you know, which will kind of, uh, I guess, be bigger and more, um, I don't know, to achieve more, I guess. I felt I needed that. Uh, so we bought a, a huge plot uh, to build a new house on. And, you know, during the process of being, building Maple, <laughs> we also kind of were in the process here uh, of building our house, um, which <laughs> still in parallel things happen with the house and Maple. I must say <laughs> it's a karma that uh, the two things have together. Oh wow! Yeah, that sounds like it must have been pretty busy, especially when you're balancing a brand new startup and you're building a brand new house at the exact same time. Well, it's about time for us to hop off to a commercial break. Uh, where can people find you online, Rukafet? So yeah, so first uh, you can uh, obviously check in, check out uh, maple.com, m-a-y-p-l-e.com. Uh, this is our platform. Um, it's an amazing place. Um, for sure, uh, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Mostly there, I'm you know more more active. So this would be you know the the perfect place to to catch up. Okay, perfect. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to the Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. 
Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Rockefeller uh, Yakubi from. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the journey of how um, Rockefeller moved from being a. <clears throat> Uh, being in the world of travel, which was fun and exciting, to the consultancy world where she was playing with the big players of the world, to uh, moving into a startup with Maple and also building a home at the same time. Um, do you want to take off where uh, we left off, uh, Rakafet? Uh Yeah, sure. Uh, so I guess, you know, what we spoke before about, the, you know, the focusing on the customers and, you know, starting from there. Um, so... You know, I think that in, in, at this point where we, we really started, you know, with the first steps of, you know, Maple um, was so based on, you know, the, again, the, the customer journey I've experienced <laughs> uh, as a consultant, you know, walking there with CMOs, with marketing directors, with companies really uh, struggling with their, uh, you know, beautiful strategies, but eventually having a hard time to execute and to really make it happen. Um, and I was in the mode of, you know, <laughs> getting, you know, shit done, <laughs> basically. Um, and Maple was just, you know, a perfect kind of fit to what I needed uh, at this point. Also from a personal level, you know, to start being super hands-on and, you know, taking all those dreams and models and fantasies that I had on how is, you know, the future of marketing, how would the future of marketing would look like uh, and having, you know, the perfect place to just, you know, go with my dreams and start building that, uh, which was amazing for me, uh, really. It was an amazing opportunity and I'm so grateful for that. Just, you know, it's luck. I don't know. I can't, it's just luck. <laughs> uh, but I met amazing people that also allowed me to to fulfill those dreams. Um, because yeah. you can join a startup, but eventually it's the people that you work with uh, that will, you know, believe in you and really allow you and give you all the space you need in order to make those dreams happen. And this is, you know, what happens to me in Naples, uh, really. I can say that I really fulfilled, like, I don't know, maybe 20% of what I could do before I joined Maple. 
and in Maple, I'm really taking that to the edge. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, I'm finding out, you know, new ways of, you know, new, new abilities in myself that I can really fulfill. Um, and it really gave me a place where we can thought about, let's, you know, vision how a brand, um, how a business can, can do marketing in an optimal way. Uh, in terms of the talent they use and the operations they build around it, uh, and how do we make you know this structure be so much so optimized for execution that also small brands uh, will be able to to use it and make sure they they can compete with the big brands as well uh, because you know they're probably one of the hardest things <laughs> brands uh, you know experience when they go out and do marketing is the competition. And how do how can I, as a you know a small brand, a medium brand, that's kind of starting to gain more and more of a market share? Uh, how do I do it with all those big brands next to me, uh, with all all those resources and talent and agencies supporting them? And like, I just have myself and a few uh, freelancers. Um, but yeah. there is a model that can optimize it, and that's the amazing thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, and I like what you said about you going out there and being blessed with an opportunity because a lot of successful people, what they end up saying is they didn't actually go out and look for the opportunity for themselves. And a lot of people who do don't end up where they want to be. They wait till that opportunity comes to them. And when uh, Maple started knocking at your door, it was as if they came towards you to kind of open up that door so that that opportunity came and fell in your lap as opposed to you going out there and looking for it for your own personal success now what you said also mentioned about the companies out there that are just starting yeah it is kind of crazy you're just a startup you're a small little company you got maybe like a six-figure marketing budget maybe if you're lucky seven and then you have all these other players in the market and they got seven figures just for marketing eight figures nine figures and then in some instances some players even have ten figures just for marketing and you're just like how am I gonna <laughs> even make it out here <laughs> Sure. Um, so yeah, you know, another thing that I understand while being in a startup that's growing, uh, that money isn't, you know, it's cliche, yeah, <laughs> but money isn't the most important thing. Uh, the people is the most important thing, and it, it goes the same way to startups. The, the worst thing a startup or any smaller business can do is compromise on the talent that and the people that work for them, right? Uh, and this is a competitive edge, um, not necessarily the amount of you know money you have in your, um, you know, in your budget, uh, because once you have those you know the right talent, so you'll get creative ideas, you'll have things that no one else will do because they don't have the courage to do because they have their processes and they have their you know internal politics um, and things that just you know prevent them from doing things that sometimes small brands can do because. Once they have the right people on board and because they have the legitimacy to kind of be braver and more creative and kind of shake the boat uh, versus, you know, the big brands that already kind of have their, they don't want to ruin everything. You know, you don't want to ruin something that's working, right? <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to mess up something that's working. And another thing is you did mention that you did meet with a lot of CMOs and marketing directors and so forth at large uh, organizations. 
And they had trouble implementing the strategies, which makes sense because when you're a big organization, you have so much red tape everywhere. There's all these different parties that you kind of have to go and speak with to kind of get approvals and you have to get everyone on board. So it's a lot harder to go out there and move in the direction that you want to go and actually make something happen while these smaller companies that have a lot more uh, nimbleness where they have more flexibility and they can go from an idea to execution extremely quickly while the bigger companies really can't. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, there, it is, it is a, you know, an advantage to be more agile. Uh, you know, at the beginning, we thought that, um, you know, when I came, you know, the, the conception, it was, it was like, okay, we need to help those smaller brands because the bigger, bigger brands are kind of handling it. Uh, but because I saw what's happening with the bigger brands, I can say for sure that the same problem of finding the right talent and building the right team and using the right you know, marketing partners or whatever you can call it are the same for any brand. And it's amazing how, you know, because, because it's not about only about the brands, right? Uh, the brands have their part and each, you know, each side has their challenges. Uh, but eventually... It's because the industry uh, is built like it, like it's built, uh, because it is so fragmented, because you know there are so many, so many, so many agencies and freelancers, um, and you know marketers out there, <laughs> uh, and you know we know the, the sometimes the you know the bad names that the marketers have in the market, but it's not because you know there there is amazing talent in our industry, really amazing, amazing people with super superpowers uh, in marketing, but, but because it's, you know, there are no barriers in our industry, right? Anyone can, can just, you know, start providing services in marketing, uh, which makes it very, very, very hard uh, on anyone to understand, you know, what kind of, you know, person do I need on my team, you know, to really make it happen. Uh, it's overwhelming. There are so many types of expertise, so many, you know, the platforms just get more and more complex, more and more sophisticated. Um, and it's just overwhelming for a manager to sit and say, hey, this is the expert I need. Uh, this is exactly the personality I need them to have. Uh, this is the type of expertise I need right now. And you know, marketing is super dynamic. Tomorrow they'll need uh, you know, TikTok because and yesterday they needed Facebook. Um, and it, it's, not, it's a very, very difficult position for any manager in any size of company. Um, and this is the problem that, you know, we, we kind of built Maple in order to solve. Uh, yeah. So it's a very complex <laughs> problem. Yeah. yeah. Low end, like there's a lot of people who've gone out there and trained like marketing courses and so forth saying, go out there, get your first client, charge them this much and see if you could get anyone. Then you'll be sitting in like a Facebook group or something. And someone's like, oh my God, I just landed my first client for marketing services. I'm charging them uh, $500 or $1,000 a month. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> like they know how to close the client. But then when it comes to the strategy, the big picture, the overall vision the monetization and all the other aspects that kind of come with it they're lacking and I think that one puts a bad taste in the name of the person who hired that person making them think oh are all marketers a scam and two it kind of uh, puts an inexperienced person out in the field portraying themselves as an expert which kind of damages a lot of the reputation of marketing altogether and not to mention like in the past um, there have been some wild campaigns that were 
on the borderline of being like predatory. And a lot of people associate <laughs> a message more than anything else to be what marketing is, when marketing is more of a structure than anything else. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, people are getting more uh, sophisticated and are looking for the, you know, deeper uh, kind of knowledge within that. Uh, and also brands, you know, they got disappointed for so many times. They got cynical already and they're, they, you know, they find it very, very hard to trust anyone. Um, and, uh, and yeah, when, when we built Maple, we said, hey, let's just, Let's solve all the trust issues in the, in our industry, <laughs> uh, which is very very you know um, <laughs> a big thing to say. Uh, but that's the experience most brands have, right? That they don't they can't really trust. Um, we you know we just ran uh, a survey uh, with more than two hundred companies that they were surveyed within uh, this uh, you know research, uh, and uh, there was like. Around above the, I can't remember the exact number. I'm sorry about that. But more than 60% of managers or owners saying they don't feel confident when they, you know, about their choice when they choose a marketing partner to work with. Um, and you know, most of them say, you know, w- you know, I I would go for a referral or you know anything else. Just don't don't let me choose that <laughs> by myself. And I, I definitely understand because you know if you know, once upon a time, five years ago, uh, we had the access problem. Like, you know, where do I find, a, you know, a freelancer? How can I find an agency? Now we're just overloaded with information and with people reaching out to us, offering their services on LinkedIn, on email, uh, on Facebook. Ads are running after us with, you know, all those agencies telling them they're, they're going to 10x our sales in one hour, right? Um, yeah. And access used to be like, a problem, um, like <laughs> but now access is the problem. It's like crazy though. Like, uh, if you're a billion dollar company looking at that, you're like, you're going to 10x my billion dollars in sales to 10 billion dollars in an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 And you see those, pro- you know, I guess we used to see them more, but uh, you see those promises out there and it's like, come on, we're, you know, we need something else. Brands deserve something else. They deserve, you know, someone they can actually trust. Um, and it, it, it took us a while to understand what would be the, the model, right? Uh, we knew we needed amazing marketers. Uh, we knew we needed to really curate the ones that, you know, brands can actually trust. Uh, and then it took us, uh, you know, we, we were through a journey. What's a good marketer? Who, who are we to kind of judge? Uh, and we really consulted, I don't know, tens and, you know, maybe more than 100 people uh, within the industry on how to build the vetting process. So we have this vetting process. It has, it has like over 140 <laughs> criteria these days. Uh, so it's very thorough and it took us a long time to figure out what would be the right vetting process for us to be able to really confidently say, this expert is a good expert. And then we understood it's not enough, right? Because uh, someone can be amazing, but they wouldn't be amazing for me. So um, we started building this uh, dating app, I would say. Um, we started understanding what would be, you know, why do brands don't succeed with marketers that are good, right? It happened. And then we needed to really research for that and understand why don't they succeed? This marketer is amazing. Why didn't they 
succeed to bring those you know amazing results to the brand um, and we started analyzing and understanding what would be the factors that really impact the success of the work of a marketer with a brand um, so you know from the kind of no-brainers like uh, experience in their niche and you know understanding their target audience to more kind of a deeper factors like did they you know work with brands in this stage achieving you know t- did they took a brand from A to B already uh, or did do they know how to take the brand from B to C um, and we're you know developing it all the time but I think we've reached into a point where we know how to really match someone that will probably have the best chances um, to to execute marketing right in a way that will be very much successful for the brand that's pretty awesome how your system uh, has enough segregation where you could go and take the B2B expert and segregate them from the B2C expert so you could showcase each uh, expert to the right type of uh, company that's searching for them. Um, it's about time for us to hop off to another commercial break. Uh, where can people find you again online? So you can find us on uh, maple.com, M-A-Y-P-L-E.com. Uh, super easy. Uh, you'll be able to see everything we do from the vetting to the matching and uh, schedule a call with the team if you want. Cool. And you can uh, find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel 
Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with a replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim and Rockefeller Yacobi from. We've been talking a lot about the journey of Rockefeller becoming a part of Maple and kind of making things a lot better for companies out there looking for services that are provided by their company. Uh, Rockefeller, you kind of mentioned a lot of different things lately. When you look at a marketing campaign and you're about to go and start one for a specific type of company, uh, there's a lot of different ones out there. How involved are you in the process with picking the one that uh, is best suited for the company to go with? Or is it more the client looking for what they're looking for and then you figure out how to plug that in? Yeah, that's a great question. And it really brings me back to the access versus trust thing. Um, because I think one of the worst things can, that can happen to someone is to you know sift through a long list of options uh, and choose what probably wouldn't be the most optimal choice uh, or lose a lot of time and money on, on that process. Um, so we wanted to you know, avoid that and we really get involved within the process and not only you know, from, on, you know, during the hiring process, but also once you know, a brand starts to work with someone. So from the matching point of view, we're you know, super, super involved. Uh, eventually, you know, Brian will meet one expert that we think <laughs> they're the best match for the, with them. Um, because, they, you know, when someone comes, they kind of fill in a huge marketing brief with a lot of questions. We have this, all this information about the marketer, uh, and we really can use those factors we spoke about uh, before, you know, that really impact the, their success to match them together. So there is a, there is a really thorough uh, matching process, making sure, uh, you know, brands get the one, uh, per expertise. Obviously, there is a meeting, and if uh, you know they need to kind of also uh, get along on a personal level, and they, you know they can always uh, switch to someone that we still think is a very good fit. Uh, but we're ver- getting very, very involved with, with it, and the, and the reason is because again, it's not about you know having access to those uh, experts. Also, you know, even though the vetting process is important, but not less important is the matching, is, the, is making sure you're really getting the best one for me and not just the best. Um, and this re- really what makes the difference, the, the big difference. And, you know, we, we saw it because we've gone through that journey ourselves uh, and we saw that betting is not enough. Uh, the matching really takes it to take this extra mile 
and and you know really make you know keeps brands in a very uh, confident uh, position to say you know probably we'll, we'll be able to succeed and better like that. And we took it kind of to the next level in terms of uh, involvement uh, because um, also when, you know, today when brands, you know, when you work with a freelancer or an agency or any, you know, service provider out there, uh, it, because it's it's a different type of work than working with in-house teams, um, it's it's hard to judge whether you're actually getting uh, what you do, you, you pay to get or what you want to get or are you really getting the best that you can? Uh, there is a lot of times, you know, lack of transparency. Am I, you know, are they really doing their best in order to get me the, those results? Uh, do I need to chase after reports? Do I need to chase after tests being done? Uh, do they answer on time? There are a lot of, you know, uh, frictions <laughs> within this experience when you kind of manage uh, anyone to help you with marketing, by the way, with any other kind of function in the company, I would say, but uh, in marketing in particular, because, you know, it's so critical for the business. Um, and we, we, we also, you know, getting involved in order to really fix those frictions and making sure that both sides, by the way, not only the brand, but also the marketer have the tools uh, to, to really make that a success, really, you know, communicate right. How do you, you know, show data to a customer? Uh, what's the standard of communication? Um, how how many reports? How many you know? How do you need to communicate on an ongoing basis? We kind of redefine uh, the relationship um, ecosystem, I would say, uh, in order to really again make sure this is a success. Uh, sometimes you know it's a balance. <laughs> you, we used to be very much involved. Sometimes too much involved. Uh, so we are balancing it every time. We we taking a step back, seeing how it works. Uh, seeing what we can, you know, support in terms of technology uh, to make it a success. It is a balance on our end as well as a company uh, because, you know, we need to make it scalable as well. Uh, but I think that the most important thing for us in this process where sometimes we're we too involved uh, with the customers is that we really know a lot about them. Uh, and then, you know, making it scalable with technology is kind of the, the obvious next step. So... Uh, I feel that's cool and everything, and I feel that's a good process for a lot of people to kind of go through to match with the right type of person. Uh, one thing I find quite common, though, is um, looking at a lot of different marketers and groups and people looking for services and providing services and so forth, is a lot of people are under the impression that what they kind of need to really go out there and grow their business is ads. And a lot of people, like, might churn out 5, 10, 15 different, like, ad ad agencies and then they're like oh ads are a scam they don't work or all marketers are a scam but what what the reality of the matter is all these uh brands or, or all these uh agencies or whatever are focusing on just the ads in and of themselves as opposed to like improving the content and making it better so companies could go out there and actually do something uh successful when it comes to your experts like do they just focus on one thing or are they looking outside the box for like many different and things that might need to be improved and fixed and, you know, things like that. That's a very, very good point. Uh, and you're super right. A lot of the times, it's, you know, it's like kind of the easy solution, right? Yeah, I have an e-com brand. Uh, I, I need to run ads in order to start selling, right? Uh, yeah, sure. A lot of the times, you know, brands yeah. come like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have the strategy. 
and they don't have, as you said, they don't have the content, right? I mean, the, their product pages are not in place. Uh, they don't have, you know, any content re- written about, you know, making them any ki- any type of authority within their space. Um, so I, I totally agree. A lot of times they come to us and, uh, and because we want and we work very, very hard in order to position ourselves as kind of the trusted advisor and the third party kind of on your side uh, factor. Um, so, you know, we... A lot of times we can tell a brand, hey, listen, you're not ready for, you know, for, for running ads. Your website is not ready. Your brand is not ready. Don't run ads, not with us and not with anyone else. Um, luckily, we obviously can offer them you know, other services in order to support that. But um, we definitely see that a lot. Uh, and a lot of the times, you know, it's also about the strategy. Uh, and to really find the right path, I don't think that ads are bad. I think that they're for a lot of brands and a lot of uh, types of brands and also types of people running those brands, ads are the right path to go to and would probably be the main source of growth at the beginning, at least. Uh, but it, it can't go by itself anyway. And for other brands, sometimes ads wouldn't be the, the, the first choice that I would recommend. Uh, I know I saw, I recently, you know, saw an amazing brand, uh, you know, we just uh, had a talk with um, Beard Brand, I think their name is. Uh, you know, they started off with a YouTube channel, uh, just focused on content, okay? Uh, and this is where they drive their growth. And, you know, in these days after iOS updates and everything that happened where costs just, you know, uh, really skyrocketed uh, for, for brands today. I think a lot of brands find themselves in, in a problem because they were relying so much uh, on paid ads uh, instead of also opening more supporting channels uh, that really makes them an authority and are more sustainable going forward. And I'm saying that as well for Maple, by the way. You know, I'm running Maple's marketing, Maple acquisition, because, you know, we come from that world. A lot of our activity was also based on paid ads. Uh, and, you know, part of our strategy is very much shifting into more sustainable channels, uh, which is, you know, SEO, which is, you know, working uh, pretty well with the, uh, for us, at least, uh, you know, the, you know, the Hotel Pro Show where you were on, um, you know, content partnerships, referrals, things that will be sustainable, things that you don't need to put a dollar in order to get this dollar back. You can just, you know, invest in infrastructure. It takes more time, for sure. Uh, but it's worth it if you're consistent. Yeah, I can feel that. There's so many different ways to go out there and market. It's kind of ridiculous. And a lot of companies uh, don't end up finding their swing zones. A few do here and there. So it's uh, it's a very it's different for every single company, too. Like some people could do well with just content and content alone. Some, pe- some companies drive off ads and, you know, some need SEO. Like it's different for every single type of company out there. Yeah, I agree. And for sure, for any type of company and any type of, you know, person managing that company as well. Uh, if someone has a passion for content, please do content. <laughs> don't run ads. But don't start with ads, right? Uh, if you're very much passionate for performance marketing, yeah, please do ads because this is where your passion is. And this is where probably you'll be able to be more in kind of in the small details, understanding exactly what's happening there. And it will probably be a more kind of effective 
activity. Uh, I know it, it kind of sounds counter kind of, um, um, intuitive to, you know, is passion part of strategy? Uh, passion is part of business. Uh, and if you're doing, it yeah, is. it's just part of business. That's very true. Uh, passion's a big part of the business. Like uh, for me personally, I had this huge passion for writing and I just wanted to write every single thing I could. And when I found out I could monetize it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's amazing that once you put your, you understand what your passion is and you understand, you know, one thing that you focus on and just keep on doing that, uh, it will work. It, some of it will take you know a few months until you start seeing something, uh, but it's better than spending uh, you know tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that you're not very good at. Um, so again, it really depends. I see brands that are amazing on paid ads and are really killing it. I would say, uh, and I see others that you know they come they themselves come from you know more content, more influencer marketing kind of perspective, and they're doing an amazing job. Um, so I would, or, or, you know, always take passion into consideration. Uh, and then, again, um, you, know, you know me, talent. <laughs> Make sure you have the right people on your side. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I was just doing some competitor analysis this last week, and I looked at maybe two, three, four hundred ads, something crazy. I saw maybe, like, one or two, like, pretty good ads. Most of them were... Uh, okay, or underwhelming, so yeah, and, and the landing pages included, so it was like, wow, yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there where there's a lot of work that could be done for the entire industry. Anyways, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave our audience with? We have about three more minutes before we wrap up. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, you know, eventually everyone has their customers that they need to serve. So this would be always number one thought you need to start with when running a business, when marketing a marketing organization within your, your business. Um, and, you know, I would always start with talking with my customers, understanding my customers, understanding their customers' journey and their point of view. And you can't really beat other companies that targeting the same buyer persona and the same person uh, without having this, you know, competitive edge. Uh, and this competitive edge can really, you know, go a long way when you have the right talent on your side. Uh, and this is something I wouldn't compromise any at any point, really. Um, and, you know, eventually it's the people that you trust that are, you know, going with you along the way that are going to make this business successful. We're experiencing that in Maple. We love, you know, we're giving that, uh, you know, insights and, uh, you know, and platform for other business to really experience that as well. Uh, and we're seeing, we're seeing, uh, you know, businesses telling us, listen, I've experienced, you know, agencies, I've experienced freelancers. I've never had that experience of, you know, building kind of my team uh, and really being confident that people are working for me and I'm really getting what, I, what I'm looking to get. And getting this advice of, you know, this unbiased advice on, you know, what should I do next, which is not less important. Uh, so I, I really, you know, I, I wish everyone to, to have this team on their side because it's, you know, something that no one can compete with. And obviously we'll be able to, to help as well.
Awesome. Well, Rock and Pat, thank you so much for joining us for an episode of Grow Your Influencery. Anyone who's looking uh, to find Rock and Pat, you can find her at maple.com. That's M-A-Y-P-L-E.com. You can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter or at LeonardKim.com. Uh, always take the time to check out Ditch the Act, reveal the surprising power of the real you for greater success. Uh, and uh, thank you again for joining another episode of Grow Your Influencery, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.